Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Twisted Emotions, the second book in Cora Riley's Kimura Chronicles series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and give away free stickers, books, and bookmarks. Jessen's Etsy store is now open. You can buy the Read Romance Enamel Pin Collection, as well as our bookmark and sticker. And of course, a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We always appreciate and love you guys. So today, um, disclaimer immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to the end of this week, but I've literally like just lost my mind and I've been fumbling over my words and saying stupid shit all day long. So just forgive me. <laughs> if I say something, if I say something that isn't correct, just pretend you didn't hear it because I don't know what's happened to my brain. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I've had that day was yesterday for me though. Yeah. I've literally in behind the scenes said three things that were totally incorrect. <laughs> It's like so got titles mixed up and I don't even know. And the funny know. thing is in behind the scenes, we don't edit anything. It's no. just straight up <laughs> us talking and whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's all staying in. Yeah. <laughs> they get all the bloopers. They get all the bloopers. Um, but we do have something fun we're going to do today. Yes. So yeah, exciting. So I'm pretty sure if you've been with us for a while, you've heard us mention Juliette Marier. And this was a an author that Juliette actually introduced me to when I was quite young and I like it was my kind of gateway book into really loving to yeah. read and we were super into things with fantasy elements mm-hmm. like mythology and fae and so Juliet introduced me to Juliet Marier and she gave me Daughter of the Forest and also Wolfskin those are the two that you were like right. you need to read she was like okay there's these two series <laughs> and like she's like you need to read these and um so I fell in love with the author and she it was one of the first authors that I can remember that I was like got obsessed with. Right. And yeah. then it kind of led me to romance in a mm-hmm. roundabout way. And so we've never done any of her books on the podcast because her books are more historical fantasy, but they yeah. always have a romantic element in it. Right. And there's always an HEA in the book. Yeah. Ne- it's never not. It's always and about it's, a couple. And it's a pretty strong romantic element, but there's just lots of scenes where the heroine is on her own struggling with yes. the, the magical element, conflict, whatever. And I think compared to the books that we read now, because I know that a lot of people are like, okay, we want like more like non-closed door scenes right and like there's a lot of romantic tension between mm-hmm. the characters and stuff and the best way i can explain it is it's more on like alona andrews's level right with um kate daniel series and the innkeeper chronicles mm-hmm. it's like there's romance in there but it's not you know as prominent as the typical romance right books that we usually read. but and anyway. you're not going to get an explicit sex scene in mm-hmm. any of them no 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 unfortunately it's not going to be like <laughs> incredibly described yes. at all but we love these books. Love these books. And so your favorite is? So my favorite is book two. And it used to be called the Seven Waters Trilogy because it was only three books for a long time until mm-hmm. she came back and extended it. 
great books. Oh my god. Yes. But mine is book two, Son of Shadows, which and is the daughter. One. Yeah, the heroine of my favorite is Lyndon, the daughter of your hero and heroine. Yes. Of book yes. one. Yes. Now, and we both just said this in behind the scenes, but we both love these books so much and gave them both five stars. But the book one has always been Justin's favorite, and book two has always been mine. So we can't figure out how to figure out. <laughs> Girl, I ought to figure out anything. <laughs> and I have no brain cells left. It's been quite a week. Um, but we're going to flip a coin. We are going to flip a coin yes. to decide who so, gets what. So I think. So nobody gets to like pick their own favorite. It's just yeah. left up to fate. So you tell me what, what you I pick. Think, you pick the sides. Well, heads always seems to be the prominent one. So I'm going to say heads book one. Okay. And. Tales, book two. Okay. I'm like nervous. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, we like never could a, we put the other one on right. the podcast. It's like it'd be a tragedy if oh. it would be either one of them. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm not going to touch it. It's heads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm right. so excited. Yeah. So, it's so good. Daughter of the Forest will Daughter be the forest. put on the podcast. It's <gasps> interesting. And, and it's like, based on Celtic. I feel bad because I want Son of Shadows on there too. Maybe we could yeah. just do a back-to-back episode. We could. And look, they um, it's all based on Celtic mythology. So if you know anything, like she weaves in, there's a story of like the seven swans in Celtic mythology because I used to teach that in high yes. school. And um. And that's where I sort of like found this story because it's sort of loosely based on that, which is really cool. Oh my it gosh, so it's so cool. cool. It's, it's really good. Oh God, the heroine's such a fucking badass. Oh my she gosh. She goes through some shit. This is angsty. Yeah. And it's trigger warnings. so good. <laughs> yes, trigger warnings. We'll give them out whenever we do this yeah. episode. But oh, we need to do the second one too, I though. Know. Now, right, now that I flipped the coin, I'm just like, <laughs> now that I flipped the coin, I feel so unfair to the other book. Yeah. I'm just like, but that one deserves a lot of attention as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, so I let's just do one and two. Our two favorite fantasy Juliet Marier books. Yes. Okay. okay. So you should be seeing that quite soon because I'm putting it on quite <laughs> yeah. soon. So we flipped the coin for nothing, basically. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> exciting. Then we realized, wait, we want to read both of them. Uh. Well, hey, that's how we decided. Yeah. I was like, we only can pick one. I don't know why. Yeah. Don't know why. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. All right, guys. We have so, an interesting book to talk we about. We do. Mm. So much fun. So we both have recently discovered Cora Riley. Thank you, Jen, from the book Refuge. Yes, and this is a birthday <laughs> shout-out to Jen. Yay! Um, which, coincidentally, this is one of her favorite series, <laughs> and she really loves the Falcone brothers. And, yeah, thank you for introducing us Absolutely. to this family, this crazy mafia <laughs> world. Because mafia has never been something that you and I have really read until yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I'm drawn to it just because I, like, I don't know, I love those super alpha dangerous men mm-hmm. um but like justin said before we've talked about this before she's like i do she's like but i hadn't read a lot that i'd really loved like we love the professional by Ke- uh cressley cole cressley cole um and that was probably my favorite and i was always looking for more like that it's mm-hmm. good on that level you know yeah and sometimes it's hard to kind of weed through and find the ones that you really love mm-hmm. and luckily jen had a really great suggestion <laughs> and we did read all of the born and blood series before we read the kimura chronicles because mm-hmm. it just kind of like builds on it but i mean they're two separate series you don't yeah. have to read born and blood yeah but it just kind of like You'll know a lot of the other players that they'll reference if you read Born and Blood series first, right. but it's not absolutely necessary. But 
this particular book, because I wasn't sure which one, whether it would be Nino Falcone or Ramo Falcone <laughs> that we would be doing. But then whenever I was like, okay, which one do you think is our favorite? And this one is just so special because I mm-hmm. never expected such like softness yes. from a mafia romance, especially from the especially Falcones. From him. And he's considered the Iceman. Yes. And so a little bit about the characters. Um, Kiara is our heroine and trigger warning. She has experienced a past trauma. She was sexually assaulted by a family member whenever she was a child. And in the world of this Italian mafia world, virginity is such a commodity Mm -hmm. And she has been made to feel like less. Like she knows that this is going to be an issue if she ever gets married. Because she's considered a spinster now because she's 19. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so she knows if she's going to get married, they're going to be able to tell that there's no blood on the sheets because that's a ceremony that they have to go through, a very embarrassing ceremony. So she is extremely worried. And one day um, her uh, capo tells her, that she's going to be engaged to one of the Falcone brothers. And they're the Italian mob group of Las Vegas, and they're the batshit crazy yes, ones. They're the most she's feared. just like, I'm going to die on my wedding night. Mm-hmm. So this is the setup between these two characters. And Nino Falcone is the second brother, the second oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramo is the crazy unhinged one. And, okay, so the other day, we were, what were we talking about? I think it was in the um, live reading sprints that we do on mm-hmm. on YouTube. And we were talking about how Ben Barnes is going to play a character in the Shadow and Bone series for Netflix, which I've not read that one. Yeah, I haven't either. But I heard about this series, and I know that he's playing a character called the Darkling. And I'm just like, I love Ben Barnes. He was really good. He was such a good villain in Punisher, the Netflix series. Oh, yeah. And I would see Ben Barnes as Ramo Falcone. Like, he could play Unhinged. I think he could do that well. Absolutely. Like, But also just – Ice, icy, you know, yes. at the same time, like ruthless. Yes. And he has those really dark eyes. And I'm like, that would oh. be perfect for Ramo. I don't know who I'd pick for Nino. Yeah. But um, Nino is the second brother. And he's kind of like the calm, cool, and collected brother. Yeah. But he also says he has no emotions. And um, he's very analytical. And um, <laughs> he's just kind of like, fine, I will marry somebody. But, like, I'll definitely never love them. Sure you won't. Sure you won't. Okay. <laughs> Famous last words. Famous you know. last words in romance. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this family. I oh, can't yeah. wait to talk about this setup and especially how the wedding all goes down because that's very interesting. So, <gasps> All right, guys. We're heading to the spoiler section. So if you haven't read Twisted Emotions, go check it out and come back to chat with us. The dynamics – I okay – Something to be said in general about Cora Riley's world that she's constructed with these mm-hmm. mobsters is I find it very interesting because in the Born and Blood series, we're introduced to two families. Right. Um, the Chicago um, Italian mob and the New York Italian mob. Right. And we get books for each of the heads of family. Mm-hmm. And they hate each other. Oh. Like, these are not friendly um, families at all. And then later on, we're introduced to the Falcones. They come on the scene, and they're in Las Vegas, and they're supposed to be <laughs> crazy. And so it's really funny. I find it very interesting that we're introduced to one family, and we're introduced to Aria. Right. And she gets married. She's from Chicago. And the she outpost. gets married. Yeah, the outpost. And she gets married to the Familia in New York. And that 
marriage doesn't necessarily mean like now we're friends for life. Right. There's a lot of backstabbing it's, going on. Right. The the marriage, the intention is is like a truce. It's like a peace treaty sort yes. of thing. Like we're, our alliance is going to bring peace. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like the opposite, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's more of like an attempt to have peace. Yes. Nobody you know? expects it to last forever. Right. It's kind of expected that it has a timeline. Yeah. Like <laughs> – yeah, there's there's definite there's an expiration date on this, right? And this treating. is why I think women are definitely in these worlds, um, like you said, a commodity, a possession. Because once she's handed over, it's like, okay, now you're their family now. Like yeah. we even have this moment where I love this that moment. I'm jumping ahead of just a little bit, but we are. She is in. She is. Adopted by her aunt and uncle, sort of. Not adopted, but they take care of her yes. after her parents. Her dad is killed because he was a betrayer, la, la, la. So she's on her own <laughs> with the aunt and uncle. And basically, they own her. He mm-hmm. owns her and, and, and is in control of her. And when Nino gets there and is like, he has the ring, and he's like, well, I don't – the uncle's like, basically, I don't know if you should be alone with her. He's like, as soon as I put this ring on her, she's mine yeah. and not yours. Yeah. And it's very <clears throat> interesting, though, too, because I know a lot of people – one of the reasons why mafia romance has never been my favorite is because sometimes – I, I really like alpha males, but sometimes it could kind of go in, in a direction where I'm just kind of like, he's not really sexy to me because I don't know if he respects the heroine, but right. I think that Cora Riley does a really good job of like when Nino is saying like, she oh, is, yeah. she is my possession. You know that he's speaking the language that right. that other dude would understand. Right. But we also understand that Nino is just kind of like, like, I'm protecting her. Yeah. Like She's this is the way that protect. I need to protect her. It's not that right. he feels like, yes, you're an object, you're a possession or whatever. And we'll talk about how interesting, how, how much of a contrast it is for Kiara, Kiara to mm-hmm. go from living in New York and that lifestyle that the mm-hmm. familia has constructed, the way that they live their life, the way that their women are protected, and when she gets to Las Vegas, because it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But um, so the Chicago and New York family had an alliance that's now broken. And so <laughs> Ramos kind of like, I feel like fucking with Dante, and Dante's the head of the Chicago <laughs> outpost, the outfit. And he's like, let's do an alliance with Luca VTLO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's go hang out with the New York guys. Yeah. And the thing is, Ramo has already threatened uh, Luca's. Is it Luca? Aria, yeah. Yeah, Luca. Aria, his wife and all this stuff. So they, like, Luca legit wants to kill him. That was such a funny scene, though, oh, when he approaches him and... And, and, <laughs> and just as Nino's boxer briefs. Nino's a sniper. Nino's a, <laughs> Nino's a sniper. And um, Ramo made it clear that, like, hey, we had your wife's head in our sights this whole time, so you yeah. might want to tighten up security, just letting you just know. Just FYI. Like, you have a breach. Like, we could totally see her sunbathing on, yeah, the, on, the, on balcony. the balcony. And Luca was freaking out about it, and so nobody really trusts Ramo because right. you never know he's a he's a betrayer, he's batshit crazy, and yeah. these are like so. Chicago and New York are very traditional. They're very, very like very traditional, very old Italian yes. Sicilian yes. ways. Yes, and in Las Vegas, the legit mobster, the head guy. They fight in fighting cages. Yes. Like they're just, they get their hands dirty, they're unhinged, mm-hmm. and oh my god. They goodness. make up their own rules. Yes. And so it's not like, it's not like civilized. No. And that's how I feel about like Chicago and New York. Yeah. Like it's all very like civilized suits and stuff. Not saying that they're not crazy because Luca yeah. like does crush people's throats with his bare hands, but <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> destroys, rips out the bratvas. So like, yes. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about one interest, another interesting uh, difference. And this is why Luca and the others think of the Kimura in Vegas as such like barbarians is that it is, it is said that they mistreat their women, that they rape their women. And we come to find out when there are women that basically break their debts, come in debt, just like men or steal from them or whatever, just like men, they give them a choice. It's like, well, you can be beaten like a man or you can have the less, you know, I guess painful option or whatever. But it's like, it obviously, y'all. It's obviously the mafia world is a harsh world. Yeah, this is not like an ideal world, a kind place. A lot of men treat their wives as property and they feel like they can beat them. And we've seen that in previous books where like the fathers have mistreated the mothers and the kids are watching this. Kiara is like abused and beaten and whatever. And, you know, it's horrific. It's it's not a nice world at all. These are like not, I wouldn't say like extremely dark romance, but dark elements definitely. It's not like, it's not like just regular. It's a very different, but the difference in, um, I think viewpoints is that, in New York, they see women as little objects that need to be kept in a corner, sheltered, not told about that, not not given a gun to protect themselves. They just need to just hope that their men take care of them. It's you know, so true, it's though. very they're, different. They're brought up to be these trophy wives. They are trophy like wives. Like it's it's not yeah. even that they stay home and they take care of the home because they're yeah. servants for that. Yeah. They what do they do all day? Literally do nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. And I think that's what bothered me honestly about in when what's the first one? The Aria. Bound and Blood. Is yeah. that what called Bound and Blood series is that's all the women did is nothing. They did nothing. You know, and it just, it's like, it's sort of like grating to me. It's like, I don't know. I could, not that a woman has to like work or something, but I just feel like you're literally like painting your nails all day. Like, are you shitting me? Like, I would want to. That's why I loved when we get over to the new world. It's like, oh, they're, they're teaching Kiara how to shoot a gun. Yeah. She has practice. They're teaching her how to defend herself. Yes. And you Kiara's know? like, I don't even know how to cook for myself because servants. <laughs> we had servants do all that. But it's not that she doesn't want to because she's like, I would feel stupid if I went into the kitchen, didn't know what I was doing. But like, whenever she goes to Vegas, she's like, mm-hmm. well, now I kind of have the opportunity to cook. I know. And then she does. That was Oh, good. God. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. So, so we're jumping ahead. Yeah, we're jumping ahead. Whenever Luca approaches Kiara, because there's really there's not too many options for girls around her age group to yeah. um, marry into the Falcone family, but Kiara is one of those. But the only problem is, okay, so she's Luca's cousin, so she is cousin to the head boss right. in New York, but she's daughter of a traitor. Her father betrayed Luca, and Luca killed him for it, and her father also killed her mother, so she's an orphan, and that's why she went go live with her aunt and uncle. While she was under the care of her aunt and uncle, they didn't want to touch her with a 10-foot pole because they didn't want to be, like, guilty by association right. by, like, taking in a traitor. Actually, they told that to Luca, which Luca was like, shut the fuck up and take this innocent <laughs> girl and care for her. Right. But they were just like, oh, that's going to look bad on our family. And they're, mm-hmm. and Luca was just kind of like, this is a 12-year-old girl. Can yeah. You, can you – what? Like, she's innocent. She didn't do a thing. So Luca's not a bad guy. None. Of, I don't think that any of the um, head bosses are bad guys. Oh, I don't think so either. It's funny I, that they hate I, each other, though. I love I know. it. I love all of them. It's I love Mateo. So I love when Mateo and Rainbow Mateo. go after each other. 
Mateo is like the <laughs> the most similar to the Falcones. Yeah, he's absolutely. Luca's younger brother, who's a little yeah. bit unhinged. He's my favorite himself. hero of that series. Yes, yes, <laughs> he's, he's very cool. But um, so he approaches Kiara whenever she's older, and she knows it's not really a question. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have an option. To be like, well, no, I don't feel like marrying the yeah. Falcone, and so she's very afraid. And I when they like- come visit. Oh, I was. I do like that at some point, and she is afraid at first, like you said. But it, at some point, she says, "You know what? I've never had my own choice for anything in my life. I'm going to choose this. I'm going to choose mm-hmm. this route, and you know, and kind of start a new life away from this place." Yes, and that was after they're married, and she's just kind of like, "Wow, I can start over, mm-hmm. and I can have an opportunity." So whenever she first meets Nino, she is afraid. So she's afraid of her own shadow. And it's because she's been so mistreated. She has been assaulted whenever she was young. Only her cousin, her cousin who's kind of a stepsister to her, knows about it, Juliana. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's just awaiting the wedding night. And so they get married. And <laughs> they. this is only a tradition in New York, the bloody sheets. Right. Basically, and, they want proof that it was consummated and that she was a virgin. Yes. And it's funny that... Ramo and Nino, who are supposed to be the barbarians, are like, that is a barbarian tradition. Disgusting. Yeah, it y'all, like, dates back to like medieval times, this tradition. It's yes. like insane. Like, no. Yeah. Nobody needs to see the bloody sheets. Thank you. <laughs> and so she, on her wedding night, she, her cousin Juliana gave her a pill because she's just kind of <laughs> like, I need to be calm because I don't, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to feel comfortable with a man being with me because I had such a horrible experience. But Nino's extremely observant, catches her before she I takes the pill. I love that. And he's like, what is this? I don't want you to be drugged. Yeah. He's like, no, that you're not going to have that. And she is shaking and he's like, Something's wrong. Right. So she ends up. What she happened to you? I know. She, I love this part because she ends up like, she's like struggling through it the whole time. And she strips down to like just her panties and crawls on the bed. And literally just like when he crawls on top of her, she just puts her hands over her eyes and starts sobbing uncontrollably and has sort of a panic attack. Cause she's like, when she wakes sort of out of it, she's sitting up and they're both sitting up and he's holding her wrist and he's like, what happened to you? Yeah. Like, this is not normal. Yes. Because he was actually trying to bring her pleasure. And yeah. she was basically like, just get it over with. And he's like, well, if I don't prep you, it's, it's going to hurt. hurt. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. And he's like, okay. And like, yeah. And Nino, <laughs> who's Mr. Like in control, like methodical, logical. He's yes. like, why would she? But yes. I love that because he thinks through it and he's like, someone hurt something. Someone hurt you. Um, Somebody yeah. raped you. And she was like, I was 12. And he was like, so if you were 12, it had to have been a family member because yeah, who else could have access, access to, to a you. young girl who was very important in the family? Right, right. He's like, give me his name. Yeah. At first he thought he was the uncle who raised her and he, yes. she said, it was, like, was it your other uncle? One. She said, my other uncle. And one of my favorite Kiara, lines. first of all, she was like, okay, don't let me suffer. Like, don't drag this out. I know you probably have to kill me because I'm not the virgin you were promised. Yeah. And he knows like, Oh no, we're gonna have blood on the sheets, but it's not gonna be yours. <laughs> I love that because he's like, she's like, she's like, well, if you if you do it to me, if we, we do it now and I'm unprepared, will there still be blood? He's like, there would be, but no, there's gonna yeah. be blood. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's not just gonna not yours. gonna be yours. Y'all, he calls his brother. Y'all. He's like, Ramo, I'm about to kill someone, and Ramo's like, okay. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Okay, y'all, this is this is legit my shit. I'm telling you right now. When I tell you. <laughs> Fucking My bloodthirsty love. co-host. <laughs> Loved 
this upcoming scene, the whole like next chapter and a half. And I, I love like, how like Nino's kind of like, we should probably tell Luca that we're about to kill one of his men. And Randall's like, like, why the fuck would we? Yeah. Like, I just want to go kill him right now. He's like, he gets no, like, I don't care if we tell him or not. He's like, it's still going to happen. And um, and interestingly enough, Ramo had kind of clued in that something happened because he was dancing. dancing with Kiara and the uncle. Uncle Durant tried to dance Approached with her. her. And he read Kiara's body language and denied that uncle. Ramo right. did. He was like, No. Um, I'm dancing with her. You yeah. can't have her. She's a Falcone now. And she and he tells Nino he's like, she won't be dancing with anybody else. That tonight. was like so I'm good. so done with her family. Like I'm yeah. so done with her family. Yeah. And so it's like already the protective circle it's already is started. forming around yeah. her. And I'm just like, why is this so badass? Why, why is this so, so badass? I know. I'm like, Kiara, this broken girl who thinks she is worthless, thinks that she's going to die because she's not a virgin on her wedding night. Yeah, because she was raped as a child. Yes. Very just like obviously not her fault, but this is how she's been raised. And she experiences such love and acceptance from this batch of crazy family. And it's just like, <laughs> I love this scenario. It's yeah, nuts. So it's anyway, so good. we get the uncle Y'all, and we bring him back to the room. They drag them through the wedding party. And I love that Gianna gets up in his face. Juliana, like, yeah. She's she like, like, you're going to get what you fucking deserve for doing that. So, yeah. you know, Kiara, I yes. loved it. I loved it. And like Y'all. Luca has to sanction this because yeah. Luca's upset. He's, yeah. and he, when they bring Durant to the room, well, he's like, Luca, I need to like, talk to right. He's like, I need with, to talk to Kiara and, and confirm like, this. Oh happens. my god! So Kiara is standing up, and Luca, her cousin, tries yeah. to approach her, and she like shies away because she's mm-hmm. she's her she's emotions are all haywire. Too. And yeah. Nino steps in and says, "I can't allow you to approach my wife. Oh, I can't yeah. allow you to get closer to her. Like the protectiveness." Oh. Coming out Y'all. of his energy is just so much it's for me. It's insane. It's like it's insane. I had a huge smile on my face the entire the time, time that this was playing out. Look, all of my needs for that protective, possessive alpha, and it comes from Nino, who allegedly has no emotions. Yes. And he legit will not let anybody, and he tells her, no one will touch you again. Yeah. No one will ever touch you again. Absolutely. And it's just like, fucking right, Nino. Yes. Bloody those sheets with Uncle Durant's body. Yes. Like, And uh. I love how like Nino's like, beg for her forgiveness, and yes. Durant does. And Nino's like, do you forgive him? And she goes, no. no. And I'm like, yes, you don't forgive him. <laughs> he doesn't get a second chance. Oh, it's so great. And like Nino's like, make sure that the surgeon brings transfusions because I don't want this to <laughs> be over soon. It's just like, I know. When so she finally, I know. So. She stays for a little while. And then when she leaves, she passes Fabiano, who's carrying the blood bags yes. into the room. <laughs> it like, is holy crazy. Shit. And I love when Luca's like, can you just like not get the blood on the ceiling and the walls? It's, it's like, hard it's to get out. It's fucking hard to like paint, okay? <laughs> to get blood out of the walls. And so the next morning, they actually show off his body because Luca because like I want to send a message to all of my yeah. all of my group yeah. that absolutely this will not be tolerated. Yes. Like nobody touches children. It's like this is what happens to child fuckers. Yes, that's legit what he says. And it and is a horror it. show. Yeah. like people are like throwing up. I'm pretty yeah. sure her aunt is the one that throws Runs up. To the <laughs> The yeah. one that took care of her. And yeah, yeah it's, yep, th- this is, hello, welcome to the family, Kiara. What's so interesting is I feel like this situation, though, bonded them to Luca more. Because mm-hmm. they because re- Luca's now like, oh, no, they're going to take care of her. You know, yeah. like, he sees that, no. Because he doesn't feel comfortable, truly comfortable handing over Kiara. But right. it is the way of the world. It is the right. way of their world. And this is the moment where, like, 
Kiara is like, I'm ready to go to Vegas. Yeah, I'm like, ready. To get I'm out ready. Of here. <laughs> I, I feel like I can start anew. I can be away from these people who have this preconceived notion of me as this trader's daughter. Like, I think I could be mm-hmm. someone different in Las Vegas. Yeah. And so they get to Vegas. They get to Vegas. And they all live together. And I kind of really love this. They right. all live together <laughs> in the same house and they each have their wing in the same house. Right. And they have no servants because they don't like, they have like housekeepers who come like once or twice a week or whatever to clean things up because they're total slobs. But okay? no living servants like no living Chicago servants. and New York does. Right. They don't like to have other people around. They only want family. And Fabiano is considered family, you mm-hmm. know, so he's over there a lot in his uh, new girlfriend who's from the first book, uh, yes. Liana. So is yeah. it Leona? Leona. Liana. Yeah. Who I really like. I, that was, I love the first book, but this book was like, killed it for me. Like, yeah. Oh. I love the first book. The conflict yeah. with Leona's family is the only thing that brought it down a little bit. Right, for me. right, right. But th- this one's perfect. This I mean, one's perfect. this one's absolutely perfect. It's so perfect. this is, <laughs> they're kind of living in a frat house. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is. Exactly. It's like some total slobs. While we talked about how New York and Chicago treat their women with like – I don't want to say with kid gloves because – a lot of the men don't respect women at all, period. But it's also kind of like, oh, this is not for women's ears. Like, women should be dressed demurely. Right. It's very, like, old-fashioned. Right. And then we come to the Falcone Mansion, and they're just, like, walking around their boxers, pizza boxes <laughs> up everywhere. It is a frat house. Um, beer bottles everywhere. Falcone. Watching watching uh, illegal races on the TV and yeah. um, the um, cage the bo- fightings and stuff like yes. that, where people actually like die. The dark net and stuff. Yes, yeah. this is like family night. Yeah, family night. Order the pizza. <laughs> let's order the pizza. Let's, let's, let's watch guys kill each um, other. We should also mention that you know when Nino and Kiara are alone, she he basically says we don't have to consummate the marriage like now or whatever. And yeah, I'm not going to force you. Right, and he says. Um, would you prefer that I got my pleasure from other women? And she basically is like, nods, yes. She is absolutely relieved because they're going to share the same room, the same bed. And he is, since he's so logical, he just like, look, yeah, I find you attractive Mm -hmm. and I would want to sleep with you, but I'm not going to because I don't sleep with unwilling women. Right. And like he has explained to her, I don't have emotions. I don't feel, I will never be able to love you, but like, We'll just understand each other. Just be honest, and I'll be honest with you. Like, we don't have to hide anything. And that's, like, how their marriage starts. And this is exactly what Kiara needs. She needs reassurance. And Nino is so freaking patient with her. Like, he never, he never gets aggravated that she continually (laughs) flinches at sudden movements towards her, doesn't get aggravated whenever she's, like, you know, caught off guard about, like, Savio. one, One time he, like, said, was admiring her butt and like yeah. Nina's like don't talk about her like that like she's yeah. a Falcone she's not a whore or whatever right. and he she apologizes sometimes saying like I'm sorry I'm sorry for flinching I'm sorry for I'm reacting sorry. I'm this sorry way. for being myself yeah I know, know I know that you told me you won't hurt me but that doesn't change how I feel and Nina's like you don't have to apologize right like I, I get it I get it you're not just going to be fixed yeah. and we'll work on it we'll work I, on you know I love making you he, feel um, secure right and I do love how he first starts off by trying to sort of like help her get rid of the fear and he talks about that a lot that she is still she's got to kill the fear he's like I may have killed his body but you have to kill the fear and so like she gets really like freaks out when she realizes he sleeps in the nude but he ends up 
sleeping with briefs to, you know. Yeah, he, he makes yeah. this adjustment for her because he's noticing. He's trying right. to make her feel comfortable. Because he sees that she's, like, afraid every time he starts to un- remove his clothes. And he's like, the clothes are not going to protect you. If I had wanted to hurt you, I could hurt you. Without my cl- with my clothes on, you know, I could still take you. And he's like, but I won't do that. I will never do that. I yes. will never so hurt you. So he's constantly reminding, reinforcing, right. Right. you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. It's and like she des- needs that. It's like a desensitization. Yes. You know? And also the very first, after the first night that they spent together and she um, she was like admiring the house, whatever, and she mentioned, she was like, man, this would be a great space for, the, for a piano. The next morning there's a fucking piano no. there. Nino delivered the piano and she's like, I wasn't sure if I could touch it. He was like, who else would play a piano here? Like this is one <laughs> 100% for you. Yeah. And I'm just like, this man, this yeah. man is like, he sees a need and he feels it. And he even says, he's like, it's so stupid, so stupid mm-hmm. that the outfit and the familia do not have their women trained. Yeah, they keep them defenseless. Yes. Like, why would they do that? Like, you will be educated and you will have a gun and we will go to the shooting range and you will learn how to protect yourself. Yes. And until you know how to protect yourself, one of my brothers or I will always be with you. Like, you can't even be left in the house alone right. because, like, just what if? What right. if the There could be an attack the outfit, from the outfit. Yeah, comes mm-hmm. over here because now we're at war with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't leave you defenseless. I promise you nobody will ever touch you again. And so this is something that she really needs. And it's very interesting seeing her bond with, like, Savio, Adamo, even Ramo, which we see a lot more in the next book, form. Like these, Mm -hmm. these just like men who are just (laughs) absolutely crazy, who fuck in the open in this house. And scares the living daylights out of her, poor thing. She gets up in the middle of the night. Nina's not get some water. And she hears a sound and she (laughs) decides to follow it. And it's in they're in the game room. Savio and Ramo are screwing. Girls on the pool table and and whatever. Drops the glass of water that she had in her hand. She slips and falls and she cuts herself. And she has horrible flashbacks to because since the blood's on her thigh, she just is having a panic attack. Yeah. She goes in her room. Nino actually has to break through the door because uh Ramo had to go get him and be like, Look, your wife just barged in on us fucking. And he's like, I told y'all not to do it out in the open. Because they're so (laughs) used to acting this way. And I love it how, like, Savi was kind of like, man, we have to change all our ways now that we have a chick living <laughs> There's here. There's a chick in here. Man. We have to change our ways. Yeah. such like a – just like a 17-year-old yeah. kid. And I love when Nino reminds him. is like, you know, we had to adjust for Adamo. We weren't, like, all out in the open when he was young, you yes. know, so we just yes. have to go back to that. So Nino you know? actually has to break into his own room because he knows that she's probably having a panic attack. And he tends to her wounds. And this is very interesting as well, too, because since it's on the inside of her thigh, he has to, like, reassure her and be like, I promise you, I'm just tending to your thigh. Right. Like, and we also see that these are the moments when Nino has her in such a vulnerable position, like when they're sleeping and he's only in his boxers. Right. And he still keeps his word and he doesn't touch her and he doesn't, right. like, try to push her in any way. Right. And then this moment whenever he's tending to her cut and he's like, I'm going to need a you. And she's embarrassed because she's like, my my nightgown is pulled all the way up. He can see my panties. Yeah. And, like, she's just like, what if he touches it's me? The, it's the inner thigh. He has to open her thighs. Yes. You know, to get to And the so this cut. is, like, all little bitty displays of trust that Kiara's learning mm-hmm. to trust him. And she is just 
seeing in action that Nino is true to his word, that he's never going to touch her in a way that she has not invited him to. Yeah. There's another tradition that starts between them, and that's that he gets up and he swims every morning. And she starts to join him. She brings a book, and she goes and sits out in her bathroom. And I love how it's just like he gets up, he takes his swim trucks to the bathroom so he won't, you know – Freak her make out her by change. Yeah, make her uncomfortable and changes. And he's always like, you're ready? I'm ready. You know, and then they just go down quietly like and he swims do laps. quiet couple things. Like yeah. he, he has adjusted to having a wife so So well. quickly. And it freaks Raymo out a little bit because yeah. he starts asking for adjustments for her. They haven't slept together. They haven't even kissed. Yeah. You know, and he legit wants to, he's like, this things have to change. She's family. She's a Falcone now, you yeah. know. And I just love that. It's like Nino respects her so much and wants her to be... Family, she he sees her as family so much that like it doesn't even matter that they haven't had intimate an intimate relationship no. yet. You yes. know, it's just I love it. I love it too. It's so good, and it's funny because during these swim sessions, um, Kiara is slowly learning yeah, to appreciate her husband's body. physical appeal mm. and she's no longer so reading she's like reading but like looking at nino um you know doing his his laps around mm-hmm. the pool being like damn my husband may be scary looking but he's also really fine <laughs> when he steps out the water's all sluicing oh, down his body know. and his abs y'all know out. okay <laughs> and i love how like um so leona comes visit a couple times mm-hmm. and she kind of kiara's like i might be having feelings for Nino. I might want our marriage to kind of change. To be a real marriage. Yeah, to be a real mm-hmm. marriage. I'm thinking maybe I want to go a step in that direction. Leona's like, well, you're going to need to tell him. And not, not only that is, she also says, I can't, he can't be with another woman. I can't yeah. allow that. But she doesn't know how to approach and say, hey, I don't want you to, you know, go yes. have sex with other women anymore. But she's you afraid know. to approach him as well because she's like, I know I'm not going to just be able to jump in and do everything that he needs me right. to do. And right. I'm scared that he's going to just say no. Yeah. And so one day she uh, gets the courage to be like, I want to <laughs> have dinner, just the two of us. And he's yeah. like, okay. We can do that. We can totally do that. And, and she's like, but I don't have any dresses. Yeah. And he's like, I will get you a dress before we go eat to dinner. Takes and her so takes her shopping, gets her a really beautiful dress. I love So this, sexy. Y'all. Building I, up her confidence. Yes. I love this part because he's like, I see you in red. Like, he notices even like the red nail polish on her feet. He's just like, you are the lady in red, the Falcone, you know, yes. uh, wife of Nino. And and he's like, he's like, you need to be in bold colors because you were so, so beautiful. And this is so opposite from how she was dressed. Right. Like, she was in very, you know, covering her body types of clothes. Yes, you because know, she, very had, she had, um, later on, we see she goes to attend her other uncle's birthday party, and she was going to wear one of her old dresses, <laughs> and Nina's like, no, 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 you show them who you are now. Right. So I really love that. Yes. I, I, I and really it's just boosting that. her confidence. It's like, let them stare. It's like, I yes. don't care if they stare. Let them see how beautiful she, you are. And she, whenever she gets this dress, she feels really beautiful, but she's like, I, it's, it's attention grabbing. People right. are going to see me, and, and Nina's like... Let them see you. Yeah. Like you oh. don't hide yourself ever again. Like right. don't ever feel ashamed of yourself ever again. And like, so they have a wonderful night. She gets a tad bit tipsy <laughs> and um, she's a tad bit flirty. And so they go to bed and stuff. And <laughs> I love how too, he's like, you're going to be like sick in the morning if you yeah. keep drinking wine. And he's <laughs> like, man, this is a pleasant evening. And so mm-hmm. it's like, Nino is just like made to be a husband. I'm he just is. like, he's such, I Serious. love how like when the marriage was suggested and like Savio's like, y- y'all are going to give Nino as a, a husband. Woman? Like what? <laughs> 
he'd be terrible, most terrible husband. And he turns out to be the best freaking husband ever. Okay. Ever. Cause like the day that he took her on a tour of Vegas, like I want to show you my world. And he shows her like the strip and stuff and notices that she's really uninterested. Mm -hmm. And so he changed tactics and he goes and shows her like the canyons and stuff. And this interests her. And he's like, I like coming out here too. It's quiet. I like to hike. I like to rock (laughs) climb. You could totally do all those things with me. I love how he's incredibly inclusive. Yeah. Like it's never kind of like, oh, you stay home while I go rock climbing. You stay home while I go hiking. Like these are the things that we can do together as a couple. They're courting each other. They're courting each other after marriage. And it's it's so cute. cute. And so one day, whenever he's swimming, he 100% notices. Oh, yeah. He calls her out. He's like, yeah. You're not reading the book. You're you looking at me. for a while. And and he's like, and he's not like being like, hey, I've seen you looking at me. He's like, no. He's like, I'm just confused because I help me understand why you keep looking at me with desire when I don't think that's what you feel. Yes. And he is very adamant that she takes all the first steps. And so he's mm. kind of getting hints that possibly she would want more. Yeah. But he's never going to initiate it. Yeah. And so she has to so be the one to, to tell say, him. I want a real marriage. Uh-huh. She he goes, he, like, this isn't like, real. It's like this is real marriage. She's like, no. She's like, <laughs> she has to like flat out I say it. I can't believe I have to say yeah. it out loud. And but I don't, you don't want wants to be clear. Like right. voice what you want. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do anything that you have not explicitly asked for. Right. And oh my God, it's and so good. She tells him like, I don't want you, if I'm going to trust you and we're going to do this, you can't be with other women. He said, I can be faithful. That's fine. And um, and then he makes suggestions. He's like, well, maybe we should just explore and you know yeah have you touched yourself have you brought yourself to pleasure i think we should start there i think we should start there so like maybe because she does get a little bit spooked and she's like i'm sorry like he can tell and oh i love how he always i never mentioned this yes he always holds her wrist to take her pulse Mm -hmm. because he's like i need to see your eyes and Mm -hmm. i need to be able to feel your pulse because this is how I judge what's going on in your head. Right. Because I'm not good at reading emo- emotions. And I need to be able to see in your eyes that you're okay. I need to be able to feel your heartbeat. And I love how it becomes a thing between them when her pulse starts racing. He's like, you know, fear or something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and I, I love when she goes something else. Yeah. It's just like not fear. It's not fear. It's, you know. He's it's, like, okay. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about this. And so it's absolutely beautiful yeah the way that they you know they initiate steps. kissing mm-hmm. and um, he handcuffs his um one hand to he's the like, bed can restrain myself yeah so that it makes her feel and the thing is it's like he could totally still overpower yeah. her yeah <laughs> but it is but it makes her feel comfortable it's like that anything he, to make yes, her feel comfortable yes. he is willing to do y'all and he's like you can touch me like touch me yeah explore feel free and he is honestly everything that Kiara needed in a husband. Mm-hmm. And they eventually, eventually are able to do more because it really does start with kissing. And she right. does get nervous mm-hmm. with kissing. And like even with like grabbing her neck, she's like, I can't. And she has a Don't flashback. And neck. he's just like, it's yeah. okay. Let's just sleep. And he's like so calm. Every single time she's like, I can't progress any further. Nino never makes her feel bad about it. Yeah, he's he's like, like, okay, okay let's stop there. Let's We're going to stop. We'll We're always another we'll day. Stop. We will always stop. There's mm-hmm. no point where we cannot stop. And I'm just like, why are you Yo, so perfect? He's literally the perfect man for her. It's just unbelievable. It is you know? unbelievable. And so whenever they finally do have sex, Ugh. it is so freaking beautiful because Kiara is just kind of like, I want you and yeah. I trust you. This is a huge trust thing Yes, with her. And she... 
I love it. And she even like she cries and he's like not understanding like <laughs> I thought you had a good time and she's like I finally actually feel free of him now. Right. Like, like he's gone. I have found pleasure with my husband. Yes. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the fear, there's no fear with you and I trust you. And she even tells him, I love you in this moment. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So they do have another conversation where she tells him, he says, I can simulate emotion. Yeah. And so there are like times where- you need where, affection, I yes. can show you affection. She said, that's fine. She said, but don't ever simulate like love. Yeah. Only ever tell me you love me if you love me. Yes. You know? But, like, we get little hints, like, Nino unconsciously doing things. And it's, like, she chalks mm-hmm. it up to, oh, well, he's just really good at simulating things. Like, he knows what I need. And he and I need an arm around me right now. Right. And so he's doing that for me. But it's, like, He kissed her he? in the kitchen one time, you know, yes. off And he always is, like, massaging her ankle. Yeah. Like, it's such, like, a sensual touch, a touch between them. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's so, like, whenever they're in the living room watching TV and he's, like, rubbing her back and, like, yeah. you know, rubbing her ankle and, like, rubbing her thigh. And Savio ruins the moment by saying, like, are y'all about to fuck? And uh. Nino's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Savio, you <laughs> child. <Savio. laughs> I did not enjoy Savio's book because he is a douchebag, immature person. Anyway. He doesn't change from this one? No. Oh, no. He's still the same. Yeah, I haven't read that one. <laughs> but but it's just so freaking absolutely beautiful. And so there's an interesting night. So Nino's like, I've had a break, kind of like my honeymoon. I haven't fought in the cages. But one of the things that Ramo says is that a lot of the people who are involved in the mafia, especially whenever they become higher-ups or they are higher-ups, they kind of stop doing the dirty work themselves and get soft. And Ramo's mm-hmm. like – we fight in the cages because we want to remind people that mm-hmm. we we are not to be fucked with. We are the real deal. We are real, <laughs> and we will kill you with our bare yeah. hands. If you think about trying to like you know best us, Don't think again. Cross us. <laughs> We're crazy. Yeah. And so Nino's like, yeah, I have to get in the ring and fight. Yeah. And like Nino is so cold and calculating. Whenever Juliana tells Kiara before they're married. Like, wow, my husband looked up your future husband on <laughs> the, the dark net. And, fights. like, it's crazy. He's scary. He's yeah. a psycho. And Kiara watches him, like, coldly. Coldly, like, like incapacitated dude. Right. And she's like, what? Oh, my God. She's terrified. And so now she actually has to watch it in person. Yeah. But something happens. First of all, his opponent gets a few licks in him. And he, you know, looks across the room at her and suddenly, like, goes into like battle Berserker rage. mode. Battle rage. And not like emotionless, which is he's usually like you said, calculated and just defeats his opponent yes. very quickly. Like this very time, like, it's like if 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 I I remember whenever they were watching the fight and uh, the guy broke another guy's back. Yeah. And he was like, I can accomplish the same thing very easily by just doing the neck. Like you don't have to do you this like big this. display power move, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so easy to, you know, hit him yeah. here and boom, you're done. So but he's this very guy, calculating. Yes. But this guy, y'all, he beats him till he's unconscious and then keeps beating him. And he's just like his face is full of rage and anger. And even Raymo, like Ramo's Savio, looking, they're like they look like, over at each other, they said, What is going on? Like, what's going on with him? I don't know. Like, they're all talking amongst themselves, going, something is amiss. Yes. So I love this. So right after she goes to get him, and Ramo it's like stops her and is like, I don't think it's a good idea. And she's like, he won't hurt me. Get out of my way. Yeah. And I love it. I so do. So she too. goes to her man and he is like, I love this scene. Y'all, it was so sensual. Sensual, sexual, lovely. Yes. Cause he is showering and he's just 
you can feel like the tension and the emotion just He's on vibrating that, like, adrenaline off of him. high yes. that it's like yes. the post fight adrenaline high and he tells her like i can't goes, be gentle i know he's like i want you and he pulls her into the um shower and they just have this beautiful sexy scene but she can see something's going on like his eyes are different everything's mm-hmm. like different yes you know things are changing for nino yeah, okay so that night jessen yes so that night they're sleeping And Kiara is woken up by a sound and Nino wakes up from this nightmare. And so this, this, Kiara has changed him, woken up something inside of him that is bringing back some memories. And Mm -hmm. the Falcone brother history, we get their history later on, Mm -hmm. but it's very important. So their father was not a good leader at all. And their mother, we find out, was... had some mental instabilities because um so there's four brothers there's the oldest ramo nino savio and adamo and when the mom was pregnant with adamo she tried to kill all of her children and like burn the house down like and ramo's the one that like got them out like mm -hmm. he they have a scar on their wrist because the mom like slit their wrist it Mm -hmm. was it's horrible it's horrible and so they hate their mother She's in a psychiatric ward. Mm-hmm. And they were sent to Europe to boarding schools, but always together. Mm-hmm. So they have always been a unit. And we find out, like, if you read Twisted Loyalties, when Fabiano um, enters in on the scene, like, Adamo's, like, much younger. I think oh, he's yeah. 14 right now. Oh, yeah. We even like, hear the Ramo scenes. and Nino, like, they, we talk Raise about them. how they were changing Adamo's diaper. Right. Like, these aren't just – these men – have like they're really bonded with their family. Yeah, Nino recalls like he even tells her Kiara early on when he shows her the library. He recalls reading Adamo the Harry Potter books, which is just this like, scene was so funny because so he's like, I didn't read it for my enjoyment, but like if Ramo read to Adamo, he liked to change it so the Death Eaters won and stuff, and it would scare him. <laughs> so him. I had to read him Harry Potter, and it was just like, <laughs> such a real family moment, right. and just like the psycho older brother still Trying performing his brotherly duties, but. You know, putting yeah. his own twisted spin on it and, you know, having to step in and rein him in. Right. And it's just like, this is such a family. This is such <laughs> a family. And it's so different from what we've read before in the Born Very. of Blood series. Because it's like, even with family, you don't know if they're they're going to backstab right. you. And that's the, that's the difference. Like, we look at Arya's family, where she comes from, and... All of it is about, it's all about political climbing, you know, yes. social, political climbing and through the mafia. And if your family's mafia. in your way. You just kill him. Yeah. And get, or even it's your, if it's your son. But like these four brothers and Fabiano never, ever, ever would they ever turn on each other. Yeah. Like it's just like you feel this familial bond that is so much Their stronger. loyalty is so deep yes. for each other. And I love how Kiara is brought into that. Yes. And yes. it's just like, what a perfect, but like, Which unexpected feeling. And never had herself. Yes. You know? Yes. I freaking love it. Like so freaking much. And so, I love how like Nino's having the nightmare. I don't love that he's having nightmares, <laughs> but how he's opening up and you can see like some things are changing and he's looking at her new in different ways yeah. and stuff like that. And so there's a scene where um when Kiara's like talking about how she does love him that she meant what she said that night. Mm-hmm. Um and knowing that you can't love me and he even has a moment where he's like but what if what if I could? And she's like, don't, don't tease don't do me with that. Don't yeah. tease me with that. Like, I know that you can't and you told me you can't. 
And when he finally, like, it's all the evidence is there. Something's going on with Nino. And he finally confesses. He's like, I do love you. I do love you. And, like, before you were here, it was, like, calm. Yeah. And I was focused. That is and literally the last sex there's scene. There's chaos. Yeah. 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 Ugh. That is literally the last sex scene when he tells her. So I love that whole scene. I'm going to go ahead and say now. This is my showdown scene, guys. <laughs> So the last, there's another thing that's been going on. She's been playing the piano, but she's been playing a song in her head that she's composed that is basically her feelings for Nino. Yes. And he's noticed the evolution. Yes. And he's also, y'all, he's a genius. We've not talked a lot about that, but he's known for, like he has an, uh, a photographic memory, like even auditory, like he remembers exactly what she uh, played from memory. Mm-hmm. Like that moment after he has his breakdown with a nightmare and Ramo's all like, what the fuck's going on? Like Ramo doesn't get it. He yeah. doesn't get it. This bond that's forming. No, he's a little perturbed about it, but yeah. he's like, okay, fine. If, as long as Nino's okay, I'm okay with it. And so he storms off and they have that, they play the, that together. And that's like you said, when he's like, you know, well, this is the emotions I have. She's just like, don't and storms off or whatever. But that final sex scene where he tells her he loves her. It's so emotional and beautiful. Y'all. And like, I fucking love Nino. He's I love my him. favorite. He's, He's my, my favorite. favorite. Even though <laughs> Batchet Crazy Ramo, his oh. book is a close yes. second. It close second. I just but, had one issue with that one, which you know. Yes. But, um but Nino is just like yeah. what the what a perfect relationship. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that this is who she ended up with because it's like she is finally with the family who she deserves and right. with the man that she deserves. And I'm just like, oh, I freaking love it. And like, you still see Kiara in future books. Um, Nino and Kiara actually have a second book because Cora Riley tends to revisit her characters and gives mm-hmm. them kind of a second book, which I kind of love, but I kind of like also for a whole book for the same couple. I don't know if I love having like an entire book dedicated to the same which couple. Which is almost like an epilogue. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't mind like novella length types of, right. type of things. And I did enjoy Nina, Nino and Kiara's book because so much of their book was like about her healing. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of nice revisiting them while she's like, okay, this is a real marriage. We're really together and I feel comfortable around him. So you kind of get to explore that more. They, yeah. If anyone deserved a second book, it would be Nino and Kiara. Yeah. And I really love them. So this series is definitely not one to miss. If you like mafia yeah. romance, it's different. It's so much different than any, any of the ones it's that I've read. It's very different. I will say that there is another book. It's not, to me, this is still like my favorite, but it's a totally different one. Uh, G... J.T. Gessinger, Ruthless Creatures. Uh-huh. I haven't read that it's, one yet. Okay. It's a mafia one, but it's a totally, totally different premise than you've ever seen before. And I loved it. Guess what I'm reading this weekend? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am reading. That's one of the first books that I'm going to read for Kindle Clear Out. Yeah. So you have to tell I'll me. I'll be able to. Please report back. Both you and Jen have been on my butt about it. <laughs> but I'm like, I wanted to save it for Kindle Clear Out because yeah. y'all, y'all have said that y'all really loved it. And yeah. I wanted like a for sure thing. A for sure five or yes. top top read. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm dying though for book two. Though You get a glimpse at the end. Did of- she recently release that book? Yes. Like, it was very, very recent. recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you never shared your um, your showdown, which would have been yours. Oh, my God. Mine There's the so very, many. This is not even fair. I loved her. This is not even fair. It's probably the first time when she actually takes initiative and touches him. Mm. They don't actually have sex this time, but she brings him to orgasm. But it's such a powerful move on Kiara's part because she's like, 
you know, I never thought I'd want to see another man's, you know, right. dick. Yeah. And I never wanted to like look at another man with lust because she's always thought of this as like disgusting, something mm-hmm. that she wanted to avoid. But like she's looking at Nino, someone who she's falling in love with, and he is splayed out, not touching her, not trying to force her in any type of way. And she is in control and she gets to touch him and she figures out that she likes having this kind of like power over him. Mm-hmm. And she's not an aggressive in bed, but this is also just like a very important moment for her. And I was just like, I was so proud of her. I was just so fucking proud of her. And I'm just like, it makes me fall in love with Nino because of how many moments she he gives her like that yeah. to just like explore at her own pace. And it's just so fucking beautiful. And I just I, I, yeah. I just love all yeah. the scenes where Nino is just like the most patient and <laughs> loving man. And it's like he 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 doesn't even break a sweat. He's just like, all I'm, I, this is perfectly normal. Yeah. If it takes us a year to do this, it takes us a year to do this. Yeah. And it's all going to be okay. And I'm just like, why? Just Nino, <laughs> any scene with Nino, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. There, I but mean, they were so – he was the only man that could have been hers, though. Only. And that's what's so beautiful. It's like – Perfect together. It was an arranged marriage, and yet there's no one else who could have helped her heal. You know, it's beautiful. Perfect. Absolutely love it. (laughs) Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing The Viscount and the Vixen by Lorraine Heath. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.